Peace, peace, everybody. Welcome to another session with Shay. I am Shay. And in this session, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to give you a recap every Saturday about the events that I feel that you should pay a little bit more attention to. Um, so this first session is a weekly wrap up of the events that happened for the week of June 4th through June 9th, 2023. So a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of crazy things happened this week. If you were around to experience them, you know how I feel. You know how we all felt. And those who didn't experience it and are just hearing my recap of such events, you might be surprised on some of the things that were actually missed that you probably should have taken a, either a second or third or maybe even a first look at. So we're going to talk about some of those things and we're also going to give, well, I'm going to give um, my perspective on why I think some of these things were put out the way they were put out. But we'll get all into that. Don't worry about it. All right. On Sunday, June 4th, 2023, a sonic boom was heard in the uh, DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. Um, I, I live in the DC, DMV and I did hear the sound. But a little background on me. I used to be in the United States Air Force. Hashtag go Air Force. And coincidentally, I was an F-16 crew chief for six years. So I know what a sonic boom from an F-16 actually sounds like. And so when I heard the sound, number one, I said, that's not a sonic boom. And then number two, I said, I don't know what the fuck that is. So meanwhile, when I heard it, I didn't know of any of the news stories or sonic booms or anything like that. I just heard a boom. So I look at my phone and all these alerts come up and I said, OK, let me see what the fuck going on. So as I'm reading in the news story, the story starts to say, oh, um, authorities say it's a planned exercise over the DMV and the F-16 uh, sonic boom that was heard was an authorized maneuver. So, number one, that's weird because most of the time authorized military maneuvers aren't done on the weekends. Remember, I told you this was Sunday. And two, whenever those things are put out into the press about authorized maneuvers and whatnot, they usually come out like three to four days prior. So people can be aware and understand that, oh, I did read this earlier and they did say this may or may not happen. So the fact that they put it out on Sunday minutes to hours after it actually happened kind of questionable but i digress so more and more information comes out as it comes out then they retract the statement to say oh no it wasn't an authorized maneuver f-16s were scrambled because an aircraft broke the um restrictive zone over the dmv now for you those of you who don't know after 9 11 the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area was put under a no-fly zone. So you can't fly any type of unauthorized aircraft within the zones of the DMV. And that includes commercial and private. All commercial jets have to get prior authorization and all that good stuff. But private jets, it's a no-go. 
Like it's an act of Congress for a private jet to literally fly in the no fly zone. So the news starts to come out to say that it was a um, an operation to intercept the the jet or the plane that uh, accessed the no fly zone. So that was weird. Didn't you just say this was a scheduled thing that you had already, you know, got authorization for? But okay, okay. Then they proceed to say that the plane, which we later find out to be a Cessna, the plane crashed in Southern Virginia. And I said, okay, now that this thing that you just said wasn't a thing, it all of a sudden crashed into Southern part of Virginia. So later on, then more news comes out to say, okay, that plane that did crash, yeah, it turns out that, um, nobody survived which yeah that's a gimme just based on the fact that you got f-16s coming at you and all this other stuff yeah it's a gimme but the kicker in the part later on in the news comes to find out that oh the wreckage is uh, non-recoverable and they found the hole allegedly that the uh, plane went down into and there's nothing to be found there's no wreckage there's no bodies there's no evidence there's no black box there's none of that there's nothing to be found so once i heard that portion of it i said okay there's one or two things that actually happened here one the f-16s allegedly shot that plane down and that's why there's no evidence of such because if you have an f-16 rocket shooting at a cessna yeah that rocket's gonna win every time um and number two that plane that's allegedly crashed and went through the uh no fly zone and all that stuff might have not been what they say it is but we'll come back to that later so i'm gonna just read you a snippet of a news article so you can have some um I guess, media words for the words that I'm giving you. So um, this is from the New York Times. Uh, D.C. Air National Guard F-16s were scrambled on Sunday, June 4th, from Maryland, causing a sonic boom heard throughout a large portion of the Washington, D.C. area. To investigate what the North American North American Aerospace Defense Command called an unresponsive Cessna business jet that had entered a restricted area over the nation's capital and ultimately crashed into a forest area of Southwest Virginia. So that's just a snippet of the story. And um, I, all I want to say about that portion of what they said is as far as sonic booms go, You, if you are in the vicinity of an F-16 that has a sonic boom, the area that might hear that is maybe a mile to pushing it depends on how fast they're going and how um, fast they break the sound barrier in order to create said sonic boom. Um, they're saying that everyone in the whole D.C., Maryland, Virginia area heard the bomb or the uh, sonic boom. But in reality, you can on, only certain people within a certain small vicinity of the, the sonic boom can actually hear it. So me, where I'm at, should have never heard it from where they actually said the jets broke the sound barrier. And so 
that is a a bad cover up on their part but they're expecting people not to actually know the sound radius from a a jet breaking the sound barrier in order to hear the sonic boom they they count on that people don't know that and the small amount of people that do know that that's foobar they really not going to say anything or if they do say something they're just going to say it to the to a small group and not the masses of people so that's why they put out such information and such stories and because people just don't know so so let's go to the next day on monday now monday june 5th was mostly a recap of the boom and then they found out uh the actual people that were on the cessna that that lost their lives we find out that um the names of the actual victims i'm gonna read a snippet of another news article from uh wjla news there were four people above this aboard the Cessna that had originally taken off from Elizabethtown, uh, Tennessee, bound for Long Island, New York. There were no survivors. They, the no the, the, the no survivors were located by Virginia State P- Police, and in a statement Sunday night, they state that the plane that crashed was registered to Encore Motors of Melbourne Inc., which is based in Florida. John Rumpel, who runs the company, told the New York Times that his daughter, his two-year-old granddaughter, her nanny and the pilot were on board. They were returning from their home in East Hampton on Long Island after visiting his house in North Carolina. Now, the other snippet of information with that is John Rumpel gave $250,000 to uh, Trump and is a huge Trump supporter, and his wife is a senior member of the NRA in Florida. Hmm. So that's, you know, they're important. They have some political capital in some sort of fashion. But um, in the grand scheme of things, they're really not that important. On the surface level, you know, somebody could have been sent trying to send a message of some sort or trying to, I don't know. In my level of conspiracy theoriness, I tend not to go into conjecture. I don't want to think about what somebody else might be doing because somebody else is doing a thing. I just want to see what I see and interpret it as the way as I see it. So um, if the F-16s actually shot that plane down for my first uh, one and two options, if they shot that plane down, they need authorization from a senior military leader in order to take that shot so who is the most senior military leader in our government that would be the president of the united states and so he would have to give that authorization and then it would trickle down so he ultimately would like yes go ahead do what you need to do so our intelligence agency i'm pretty sure actually know who knew who was on that plane so let's ask the question if those people had different political affiliations, would they had been shot down still? Or would they had maybe made a better effort to get them to um, to land? But they did say the pilot was unresponsive. So even if that option wasn't, or if that option was on the table, they probably couldn't get it to land. Even though I'm pretty sure they could talk somebody on how to fly a Cessna and land it. But yeah. <laughs> Um, And also, 
the uh, flight path of said Cessna. It's kind of weird because they say the pilot was unresponsive, but three to four minutes before the plane actually uh, crashed, as they say, it made a U-turn and was heading back towards the D.C. area. So if they say that pilot was unresponsive, why did it make a U-turn? How could it made a U-turn? And if it did make a U-turn, then wouldn't that be some indication that they actually had control of the plane? So maybe you could have uh, coerced them to go down or land. But I digress. We'll go back to my previous statement about saying that I don't want to, you know, think of conjecture in any form or fashion. But those are just little snippets of thought about that particular thing. I want you to remember, because always remember the information that they give us is not always the truth, but it has pieces of truth. And those pieces of truth might be um, relevant, but it's always important to carry the narrative. So so now, now we're into Tuesday, June 6th. And this story, and it depends on whether or not you follow sports. Some people do, some people don't. But I follow sports to a certain extent. Um, to the extent of I know it's all rigged in some form or fashion because it's all a form of entertainment regardless on whether it's basketball, football, hockey, soccer, tennis, golf, um, any of that, all of that is all a form of entertainment and um, all entertainment has a value. So this particular news story came out Tuesday, June 6th. Um, Quoting from an article, the PGA Tour announced a stunning merger with Saudi Arabia's LIV Golf Venture that creates a global operation featuring the world's top professional golf players, backed by the Saudis' massive wealth. So, basically, for those who don't know the um, the details of the story, um, for the past year or two, there's the PGA Tour which is where all the golfers golf. And then um, Saudi Arabia's LIV tour. And um, it's basically a uh, another PGA Tour-esque type thing, but controlled and backed by the Saudi, Saudi Arabian government. Um, so like last year, the LIV was trying to recruit the PGA uh, golfers to come over to this. Uh, tour, you know, offering them more money, offering them better contracts, you know, like exclusive type things. And so a lot of these PGA Tour people were like, you know what, we're going to be loyal to the the PGA in America and we're going to say no. And mind you, during this time, the PGA has been was orchestrating this whole slander campaign on the LIV, calling them, you know, making it sound like they're trash and they don't recognize human rights because of things that their government has done to uh, their people and other uh, people who've come to visit their country. And they were just doing this whole slander campaign against them to basically deter the PGA and um, golfers to not, you know, take their uh, their deals. So some of the, the PGA golfers were like, OK, yeah, we're going to rock with y'all. We're we going to be loyal to the PGA. And, you know, they was talking shit about the other one. 
And but there are some people who actually went over. They're like, you know what? This contract's better. This money is better. The terms and conditions seem better with them now. I'm gonna go ahead and go over there over there with the LIV, but you know, good luck with y'all PGA stuff. So when some of the golfers did that, the PGA started talking shit about those golfers, basically saying those golfers weren't loyal and they were halfway traders and all this other stuff, right? So fast forward till Tuesday. The PGA comes out and said that they're going to merge with the LIV. And everybody is basically like, what the fuck? What just happened here? This whole time you were telling us that that they're trash and now you're actually going to purposefully merge with them. Like, what's what's going on? So and all the people who were like loyal to the PGA were like, so all that stuff that we did, turning down all these million dollar and billion dollar contracts just to stay loyal to you. And now y'all just basically sold out to them. Like, what's up? And the PGA simply stated that due to the nature of business, this is the best course of action for us and our um, players and the tour in general. That was it. And so I bring this up, this particular story, because one, it speaks to different levels of loyalty to an organization before loyalty to yourself. There, these PGA, um, these golfers who could have taken the big money with LIV before the merger are literally kicking themselves in the ass because they held a certain sense of loyalty to the PGA who couldn't even give them the decency to tell them that this merger was happening. All of the people from the PGA tour said they had they found it out on Twitter when it was announced. So they was hanging with them being loyal and they didn't even have the decency to tell them before the stuff happened. So they basically lost millions of dollars, basically not because they didn't sign with them at first. And they are now taking subpar contracts because they decided to hold out with the PGA because the LIV at this point is like, okay, well, you know what? We don't have to dangle this big carrot out in front of you now. It's the only carrot. So if you don't want this deal, we're going to give you, then don't play golf anywhere because the second point to this is that it's now created a monopoly with golf if you want to watch professional golf you have to watch this thing there's no other choice for you because we are the other choice if (laughs) you want to watch uh tiger woods or whoever is in golf i don't pay attention that hard i know the basics and their names escape me at the point but if you want to watch that your favorite person but you feel the way about Saudi Arabia? Tough. You're going to have to t- tune in. And we're going to get your uh, your your dollars for watching it. And you're probably going to buy an LIV uh, endorsed thing that you saw on a commercial at some point. So ultimately, we're going to get you. So <clears throat> the point of it is the monopoly aspect. Because now you, as a consumer, don't have a choice. And in essence, that's what a monopoly is. A certain thing takes over all the other things within a certain um, category. And it takes away you as the consumer's right to a fair choice, to compare your options and take this over that. If that other thing isn't there, you've lost your, your option for choice. 
So I just found it interesting that in sports, these mergers are starting to be a real thing. And it's going to start with golf, I think. You're going to see certain other uh, avenues of sporting to take that merger uh, route because sports betting is a thing. And it's a multi-billion dollar thing. And if and when FanDuel merges with DraftKings or merges with this one and merges with that one, it's going to create a it's going to create an issue where people don't win on one thing, but they choose to win with something else. And if that something else isn't available and you want to gamble and you want to place your bet, you have no alternative to go to the thing that probably cheats you uh, subliminally within their algorithm. But you want to gamble. So you're going to do it just like the uh, merger with golf, just like any other merger in sports. They take away your opportunity to have a choice and slowly but surely they make you feel as though you never really had a choice. But that's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. So that was the news for uh, Tuesday. Now, let's see what really happened on Wednesday, because that's the thing. So now we're into Wednesday, June 7th, 2023. I awoke myself to a a haziness outside. And I was like, oh, OK, well, that's kind of different. Um, I wonder what that is, thinking it's like a fog or something like that, because around here early in the morning, it, it can be foggy, but not like upper atmosphere foggy. This was so. I checked the news or I checked my feed or my notifications. And all of a sudden there were these videos of people in New York and New Jersey and Maryland and DC and Virginia all saying that there's smoke. And I was then I went back outside and I was like, yeah, that could be smoke. I can see it. And when I went out there and I realized it was smoke I instantly smelled like oh yeah it's it's something burning out here and at the time it was about eight nine o'clock in the morning so I was saying it's kind of early for somebody to be burning too <clears throat> so I say all that to say on June 7th uh smoke reached the areas of New York New Jersey Maryland DC Virginia and some northern parts of North Carolina now the news was telling us that this smoke is coming from Canada. Now, Canada apparently has had a wildfire burning since the end of May. And now all of a sudden the smoke from said wildfires were coming down the East Coast. And that's what we all in those areas were experiencing. The wildfire smoke. Now, the smoke has come from 9 million acres of forest land burning since May. And Canada has requested and received um, hundreds of firefighters from all over the world to come help battle this particular blaze. But what I find interesting is that if it's been burning since the end of May, and here it is June 7th, why is this instance the first that my news in my area has heard of it and you know 
news consumption can be um, subjective. If you choose to watch the news every day, you know, you turn the news on, see your local news, the evening news, the 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock news, whatever. It's subjective. So if you hear it and you see it, then that's what you know. But I don't really pay attention to have a schedule of cutting on the news. I just see it and I choose to do further research in it if I do see it come across my feed or my notifications. So... It may, I will say as a caveat, it may or may not have came across my feed and I just, you know, swiped it away. But I will say that if something like that came across my feed on Monday or Tuesday, I've already like probably just threw it out of my head. Because again, if you listen to the whole uh, podcast, we've had sonic booms at this point and plane crashes Sunday or Monday. So in my mind, I'm still technically focused on what's going on with that. So if a random news story came across saying, hey, Canada's kind of on fire with some wildfires, I don't think I would pay too much attention to it. But on this day, when the smoke is in my face, I'm thinking to myself, would I have done anything differently if I would have known that this is coming this way? And I probably wouldn't because The way that uh, smoke has usually come through in our area, it doesn't come through like that. So I wouldn't think it would have happened on this scale. And the pictures and the video and everything that I'm seeing that came out of New York that day, it was like some apocalyptic type shit. (laughs) Like they were comparing it to like movies like Mad Max and Independence Day and different shit like that and I could see it because their camera angles were certainly on point to paint that narrative of this whole thing that's happening right now isn't a natural thing but then they show counter pictures of other times that the sky was orange or red depending on any other kind of uh, uh, wildfire scenario because I think there were some wildfires back in September and uh, in 2020 and um, <clears throat> it had the same effect. Um, so they were doing comparison and contrasting at that point. But I say all that to say there's been so much distraction news um, that's came out that I don't think I would have paid attention. But I hear that's enough on that. So this again, this is Wednesday. The smoke is starting to come slowly into the area and sit. And then all these news stories come start coming out to say, you know, if you're going to go outside, put your mask on. And if you're a sensitive to um, breathing issues, stay inside. Lots of people were talking about the particles that they were smelling and tasting in the air. A lot of people were saying that, you know, doomsday preppers and all that other stuff like certain types of things when things like this happen they and this is my opinion i should have gave a uh, psa notice that all opinions expressed on sessions with shay are only subjective to the thoughts of uh, sessions with shay and don't reflect any other person's thoughts or feelings but i just did it so it's done we're covered So I feel as though when they do these distraction level things, they want to see what actually happens with these things. So they put all this smoke in the air in New York and they want to gauge to see how much people will start to like wig out on stuff. Are people are going to go buy toilet paper? Are they going to go bury themselves um, underground in their bunkers? Are they going to start wigging out and calling for this and that? Like, I feel like 
they do these things to gauge how the masses are going to act. So this level of stuff with the information that they gave, I'm sure they just got a lot of information and they're going to adjust their plans accordingly. I feel like because um, they give us these scenarios and they give us these uh things that happen in our our daily lives to see how much our daily lives get shaken up do we pay attention do we brush it off do we do do we change our habits do we do something extra or not you know i feel like it's a whole monitoring of how to read us and how to adjust and adapt to what they do to us next because the whole exercise of covid was a grand scheme to see how much people would actually pay attention to stuff and who would actually like do what they tell them to do with minimal information or information that sounds good you're going to take it and run with it and not question whether or not the information that they're presenting is actual truth or is it just something that they want us to hear to make us feel better for what they're about to do so um with the uh, wildfire smoke that was Wednesday and Feeding into the news for Thursday, it was just a continuation of the smoke. So on June 8th, 2023, we have um, the news stories telling us now to come out and well, don't go outside if you're one of those uh, selective uh, groups of people who can't breathe air properly. You know, not breathe air properly, but you know who are sensitive to air, different air qualities. And then they're saying they canceled certain activities and certain um, games and things like that. More so basically just this thing is here. Um, it should go away in a couple days, but it's here. Not really, not really feeding into the hype of it, but just giving you the information that it is. So, um, so for the story for June 8th, this is Thursday. And, and as I record this, it's Saturday, so I'm kind of going in the past and repeating things that's happened just so you can get the overview. I think I'm going to call this distraction news. Sounds good. Anyway, um, it's Saturday. So this particular story I personally missed because, again, we've had all these other things going on in our time. So when certain news stories are put out they want the masses to be focused on those news stories and kind of like ignore what's going on in the background so I, I i guess i got ignored because this thing happened and i didn't even know it until saturday which is today so um in nevada there was a 911 call to the police department because a person said that an alien spacecraft spacecraft had crashed into their backyard and they were calling 911 for assistance and um when they called 911 they said that the beings came out and were eight feet tall and had huge eyes and green skin and um they were scared and they wanted uh 911 to come take a look at it so uh, they had a video of uh, a cop who was talking to some people and he witnessed or he saw the actual crash of the spacecraft um, in his uh, police body cam. 
So when he got that call from dispatch to say, hey, somebody's calling to say something crashed into their backyard, he knew exactly what it was about because he had literally just seen it and his um, body cam recovered it or recorded it. So he then went over to the house and he, he talked to the people. Now, he went over there an hour after that. So 911 gets the call and the deputy sees the the craft but they didn't make their way over to the person's house for a whole hour so remember that as a timestamp. so the cops get there and they talking to the people and then the people show them the backyard and now we're still on the person's the cop's body cam so we see him having these interactions with the people and then he starts to walk into the backyard and then it blacks out now they say that and this is what the uh the news the news reporter said that they had to black it out because they're not allowed to record someone's private um area and so i guess that makes sense but it also makes sense that they're not going to be able to record it because they don't want you to see the spacecraft or the aliens or whatever but whatever um so they go back there and the and the craft is gone at this point um so they go back around the front and they they're talking to the people again and um they just left they just left and then they went to go talk to other people in the area these are the cops the cops go and talk to other people in the area and say hey did you see those thing come down from the sky and people were like yeah we saw that shit and then they asked other neighbors and they said did you hear anything it's like yeah we heard it and we heard all of that and talked and all that other stuff but they said they also saw like black suvs circling the neighborhood and weird people getting out of the cars and all this other stuff so all of this is an interesting story that happened on thursday now, mind you, it's Saturday, like I said before, and now all this stuff is viral. The video that of the newscasts going over and investigating all of this stuff, um, I think it's at like five million views now and like other countries are picking up on the news story. So like um, there was a news report I saw in Australia. They were reporting on what happened in Nevada. So it's it's technically viral now. Right. So. The weird thing to me is this thing, this this uh, UFO craft crash happened on May 1st. It happened on May 1st, 2023, and it's just now getting released to the masses and becoming viral. Now, if this was like such a super story and i get it you have to edit and you have to get clearance to do things and you have to record stuff i I get all that in the grand scheme of like news reporting but again it happened may 1st and it's june 7th at this point (laughs) so this story in my opinion was held on to be dropped at this exact moment so there can be distraction or they need something to distract away from either what's going on on the west or on the east coast with the the smoke and stuff that's why it was released that day though the day before that whole smoke thing or the day after i'm sorry the smoke happened on wednesday and this story actually was put out there on thursday so one is distracting from the other i think but that's a whole nother thing because 
I feel like it's a whole entire distraction if this shit happened back in May. And it's just now going viral now. But it could be a distraction within itself for another story. Let's step into Friday. (laughs) So the biggest story that happened on Friday, June 9th, 2023, is President Trump was indicted on 37 counts from the uh, (laughs) from the FBI. Now, whether you're politically savvy or not, you care if you don't care, if you vote or if you don't vote, whatever. The fact that Trump was indicted for these 37 charges is a thing only because this calls into question whether or not he can actually run for president for next year. And if he doesn't, Or if he's not allowed to run because he has these indictments, that's going to be a thing for the people who think that he needs to run. And if you're trying to rile up a certain group of people to do a certain thing, if you do this to their their guy, they might be a little perturbed and they might want to rile themselves up to do some things. Allegedly. I don't know. But it would stand to make sense that they would do this now. Or if they do it at all. And if the fact that there are certain charges to include um, espionage and all those cool words that we hear in uh, movies and whatnot, like uh, sedition and um, all this other stuff. But most of it is, is stemming from the fact that he had classified documents when the FBI came down in Florida and raided his spot. Um, and the story goes, Trump says, oh, these weren't doc. These aren't um, classified because I declassified them when I was president. And he's going with that. and He's running with it. However, um, there's no documentation to show that he ever did that. Um, his legal team is not even going with that as a reason. Like they're not even saying, yeah, that's true, Trump. That's what happened. So it's not technically it's not classified because you declassified when you was the president. If that was a thing, which technically is not a thing, it's levels to declassification on like classified documentation. But that's here nor there. They're not even going with that. They're not even saying that that's a liable or a viable reason for that to be a defense. So if the lawyers aren't saying that Trump is saying that they're not even giving a reason for why this could be a thing. So that actual indictment might stick. The other 36 ones, I really didn't take the time to read it because I care, but not really that much. I just saw it because it like dominated my news feed yesterday. I was like, damn, how many times did they have to say that he got um, indicted? Like one time's enough. But again, they wanted to feed a certain narrative and a a certain amount of information at one time to um, the masses. So this is what you need to focus on. Um, so that was a recap (laughs) of every news. Well, not every news story, but certain news stories that came across my indirect uh, news feed that I felt the need to make sure that all of you were aware of. From June 4th up until 
June 9th. Now, before I close this out, out of the major takeaway that I want to get give to you all, out of all of that stuff that I've already said, is that always pay attention to what's going on in the background when they want you to f- pay attention to what's going on in front of you. All of these news stories happened within a one week time span. And I personally myself had to do research to figure out what happened today or today I had to do the research to figure out what happened earlier during the week because I like forgot because when that when I was doing the research for the Sonic Boom stuff, I was like, yeah, that did happen just Sunday. And in the grand scheme of like news uh, story time and, and how long stuff stays fresh, stuff doesn't stay fresh that long because our attention spans are like nothing now because there's always something else to occupy your mind when it comes to news stories like that. And you start to forget exactly when well, I forget, but the details start to become foggy on what came first and what came after and what was not actually said at all. So I I feel like that the more that these stories just happen right after the other, it's a sort of desensitization of actual the news that comes out. Is this more important than this thing? Should I focus more on this thing or should I just like brain dump it? Because that happened four days ago. It's five days later. I need to pay attention to what this thing is right now. So, um, yeah. That was the uh, the the distraction news for June 4th through June 9th. I appreciate everybody who stuck with my my voice and my information I've given out for this long. Um, Thanks for coming out and hanging with me for for this session with Shay. Um, Thank you all for coming back. If this is your uh, second time and if if it's your first time, I appreciate you for hanging out this long. I hope peace to each and every one of you and I'll catch you on the next the next session. Peace.